Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. I've got an interesting near-death experience to share today. It's very short, but I wanted to talk about it a bit because I think it's something that brings up a lot of questions. Um, But uh, anyway, this is Quint, um, a woman who listed her experience on enderf.org. Quint says, I was in London. One night friends brought me a young woman who was in delirium. Drugs or alcohol, I never found out. They had met her and didn't know what to do with her. I made her lie down. She cried, screamed, and I did what I could to calm her and talk softly and stroke her hair. I was 19 years old and didn't know what else to do. After a long moment, she calmed down and told me she was cold, so I connected an an electric radiator. As no heat was coming forth, I met my hand on the radiator and the other one on the socket. In that moment, I was electrocuted. This is what I went through. I moved very quickly as drawn into and to a very strong and at the same time very sweet light. Then, in that light and sweetness, I was one with the other souls in total harmony. Our collective consciousness told me that I couldn't stay because I had something else to do. Being part of this consciousness and a bit disappointed that I had to leave, I went back into my body. The return in my body was violent. I heard someone screaming and I understood that this was I I who came back. I opened my eyes and... A friend, who was a fireman, living in the same building, had heard me and had hurried to rescue me. A friend present told me that she saw me glued to the radiator and the socket, and then jump backward two or three meters and falling down on my bed, where I I regained the ground. I did not go to the hospital. To me, this was but a small incident. My whole body shook for several hours, and the first night I found it difficult to get to my feet back or get my feet back into this reality sounds colors and sensations were almost painfully strong experiences and that is the end of quint's experience but there's it's interesting um because she describes in in just short uh you know questionnaire and so forth that's asked underneath how do you consider the content of your experience and she says disturbing um and uh I'm not clear. I'm trying to tell what, um, where she is from, not specifically, but like what country or whatever. And I can't seem to find that, but, uh, I'm almost under the impression that maybe not English native, maybe uh, hard to tell a little bit, but, uh, but she does, uh, describe, or she does say that uh, her, um, religious uh, experience prior to her experience is conservative fundamentalist Aukun, A-U-C-U-N. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, but she says it twice. What is your religion now? Conservative fundamenta- fundamentalist Aukun. So if anybody knows what that is, that may give you a clue of where she's from. Anyway, um, 
But the thing that I find interesting about this and worth mentioning is when she describes, you know, she's she's going toward this bright light, very strong light, um, felt drawn to it, and there was a lightness and sweetness about it. And then she says she was one with other souls in total harmony. And then in the next paragraph, our collective consciousness told me that I couldn't stay because I had something else to do. And she says, being part of this consciousness and a bit disappointed, I went back into my body. This idea of collective consciousness, this idea of being one with the universe, being one with other souls in total harmony, this to a lot of people is a problem. Or at least they feel like it's a problem because they say, wait a minute, no, I, you know, I can't accept that we're some kind of Borg hive mind that, uh, that we're all one and therefore not individuals. And others, you know, can point out, as can I, many experiences where people go and they say, but it was still me. It was absolutely me. My interests, my thoughts, my feelings, my... Uh, context. I, I could see my wife and my children and I loved them and I could, you know, it, it was me. And then you've got these other people saying this collective consciousness, that this body of being speaking in one collective conscious voice saying you must go back. Others describe coming into the presence of God and hearing his voice as big as, you know, the universe saying you must go back and so forth. Some people would consider this a contradiction. I do not. Rather, I consider it to be a, a difficult thing to describe, and they're making an effort to describe it. And I think they're doing a beautiful job. This person sees it as if uh, we're in this, you know, kind of a hive mind collective consciousness that we're all thinking together, being together. We're in total harmony and sweetness. And others describe it as, you know, that they have telepathy, or sorry, is that the word tele telepathic? Yeah, telepathy. <laughs> that suddenly sounded weird when I said it. But uh, uh, telepathic communication with the other beings and and tele-emotion, tele-feelings, uh, and tele-context, you know, context. it's all shared. That sounds like the same thing to me, but uh, others, they don't pay attention and therefore don't notice if they are necessarily one with everyone. They, they do say they feel love emanating from everyone or everything, or toward everyone or everything. But if we're trying to get a, a wider picture of what is going on. And people are going to experience things differently, just like they do here. You know, one person goes to the store and they say, I messed up in, the, in my payment a little bit, but I got it sorted out and then was able to leave. Another is going to say, that cashier was trying to pull something on me and trying to, you know, con money out of me. And others will say, you know, we had an argument, and others will say, you know, I was, I was stupid, I made this mistake, or whatever. You know, if there is any kind of unusual experience about the experience, 
different people are going to describe it differently. They're also going to experience it differently because one person is feeling humiliated and, and humble. Another is feeling angry and, and confrontational. Another is just, you know, embarrassed about the whole social situation. Everybody's seeing that they're, you know, having trouble and, you know, it's, they're going to experience it very differently. And I think that's what's going on. And when you've got this bigger consciousness, this bigger ability to, to understand what's going on around you as a spirit does, you're going to have more of that. So be careful when you hear these things to not assume that there are contradictions in, in the experience that you've, uh, you've read or that you've heard, you know, certainly put it on a shelf that uh, is marked, don't know if this is true, if it sounds like something that doesn't make sense to you, but also consider the possibility that this is somebody trying to describe something that is impossible to describe, and yet they're making an effort to do so. And we're very grateful that they are making an effort, because even though their wording is not the wording we would have chosen, if we take the wording of this person and this person and this person and this one, this one, this one, this one, we may start to get a picture. Oh, this love itself, perhaps, you know, one person may conclude this love itself is acting as a telekinetic energy and a telepathic a communication that that the love itself is somehow being the communication device and others are saying oh we're all this one being coming out in these separate you know individual parts and and while we may come to different conclusions which is totally understandable um, we will start getting a bigger picture of what's going on just some thoughts on the issue anyway if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. You can also go to, or you can also purchase my book, Life in the Spirit World. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can do so by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all of you so much for listening.